I'm really excited to announce our very first sponsor of Exponentially Empowered, which is the Drom dating app. I know the founder of this product personally. He is all about growth mindset and our message on this show to build a beautiful new world. And this app can contribute to that because most dating apps suck. They're basically fast food face swiping apps. It's not based on the inner world. It's not based on core values. And Drom changes all that where you can create deal breakers such as growth mindset or political philosophy or religion or how to raise children, any core values. You can match with someone anywhere in the world, not just in your geographic location, anywhere in the world in order to connect with someone with your core values. So what if you could say, only show me people with a growth mindset who want kids and want to unschool them. That sounds phenomenal. And the other thing is, it's only video-based. There's no pictures. There's no texts. It's only video profiles and video chats. So this is more human and reduces disappointment when you do meet in real life. Drom lets you design your perfect match. There are no experts in match percentages. You pick exactly what you want and you only get those matches. If you don't find a deal breaker or a deal maker that's important to you, you can add your own and everybody sees it once it's approved. Drom is totally free. It's on Apple and Android phones and tablets. If you want to install the app, go to drom.date slash empowered. Click the Apple or Android button. Use the invite code empowered to sign up. That's D-R-O-M dot D-A-T-E slash empowered. Use the invite code empowered. Get signed up, design, and create your perfect match. Hey, everyone. It's Joel, episode 65, Exponentially Empowered Podcast. Hope you are feeling thrilled and motivated today. Jordan Peterson is a highly valuable human. I'm going to, however, start with a critique of him, my number one critique of him, and then I will give you my number one piece of praise for him. And both of these components, the critique and the praise, are not talked about often when it comes to Jordan Peterson. Now, if you don't know who Jordan Peterson is, he's the author of 12 Rules for Life, as well as a newer book, which I haven't yet read, called Beyond Order. And I'll let you look him up from there. Chapter five in his book, 12 Rules for Life, is about parenting. And it's evident that Jordan Peterson is disconnected from his child self in this chapter. He is advocating the Skinnerian punishment and reward paradigm. Skinnerian meaning B.F. Skinner. And he's advocating spanking or hitting of children of little persons and in one passage on page 125 he describes a story where he took his daughter 
Michaela Peterson, to the park when she was two years old. And he says, she was playing on the monkey bars, hanging in midair. A particularly provocative little monster of about the same age was standing above her on the same bar she was gripping. I watched him move towards her. Our eyes locked. He slowly and deliberately stepped on her hands with increasing force over and over as he stared me down. He knew exactly what he was doing. Up yours, daddy-o. That was his philosophy. He had already concluded that adults were contemptible and that he could safely defy them. Too bad, then, that he was destined to become one. That was the hopeless future his parents had saddled him with. To his great salutary shock, I picked him bodily off the playground structure and threw him 30 feet down the field. No, I didn't. I just took my daughter somewhere else, but it would have been better for him if I had. So, it's not evident how serious he is about this comment about throwing this two-year-old 30 feet away. But it's pretty obvious when he calls him a monster that he's disconnected from his own inner child in that way. He's calling the child a monster. He's seeing the child as bad and creating an enemy image of him and essentially fantasizing about hurting this child. Now there's a need for boundaries and safety for his daughter in that situation to remove her as he actually did, but also to just ensure that she's not getting hurt. And so there's a role for self-defense as a parent of your child. But there's a lack of curiosity, isn't there, about this young boy who was stepping on his daughter's hands. A lack of empathy. Right, he's calling him a provocative little monster. Rather than asking, hmm, what's alive in this young boy? Is he needing connection, needing visibility, needing love? Perhaps Jordan could have brought that compassionate energy to the young boy who almost certainly did not have peaceful, compassionate, trusting parents. That those parents were reliving and projecting their own trauma onto that boy, which then he brought to that playground and was initiating force on onto Jordan Peterson's daughter. But again, this young child, he's responsible for his choices, I suppose. But He's very innocent. He's a young child who is living in the greatest power disparity known to humans, which is parent versus child. 
He doesn't have a whole lot of autonomy. He doesn't have a whole lot of choice to be in the environment he is in. He's really needing empathy and communication and trust and to be acknowledged. So this brings to question whether Jordan is in connection with his own inner child, right? Because if you are able to ask your own inner child, what's alive in you? Or I see you. If you're able to integrate that child you once were, then it's a natural extension to be able to offer that empathy for other children. So it's disappointing this chapter of 12 Rules for Life, especially given all the data about the detrimental effects of hitting children, euphemistically called spanking, that as a psychologist, Jordan Peterson ignores. He doesn't refer to any data in this chapter. He simply writes freely about his opinion, but doesn't refer to any psychological evidence. But again, if we can have compassion for Jordan's inner child, then we can go beyond judgment and right doing and wrongdoing and get curious about perhaps that discomfort or that fear that's coming up for him, where he has a need for order, for safety, for boundaries. And through his perspective of punishment, reward, or essentially authoritarian top-down measures to ensure the child is following the rules, is behaving properly, right? He wants those needs to get met, I can imagine. The needs for order and predictability and boundaries. So I would encourage everyone to read this book and take a fresh eye to this chapter in particular. But Jordan is an incredible, as I said, incredible figure here in this culture, in this, really this turning point, this essential time for humans to figure this stuff out so we can turn a corner and live more harmoniously on this planet. And Jordan has many valuable ideas about personal responsibility about personal growth. And I think he's open to evolution on the parenting topic. And from what I've heard from him, he's open to learning and questioning and self-reflecting. And even from what I understand about his new book, which I haven't yet read, he's more gentle and authentic in his tone. And he's talked a little bit on some podcasts about psychedelics. And if you could integrate this inner child, then from there, integrate his political philosophy as a true voluntarist, someone who believes in complete freedom, complete trust, and no coercion in our culture. He could have a big impact. But right now he, 
I think defines himself more in this classical liberal perspective of government being small or still laissez-faire, but is necessary to keep the order, right? But if he could evolve, then we could have a lot of potential impact on the culture because of his reach. But let me highlight his strongest trait and his value that most people don't talk about, which is his self-authoring program. Selfauthoring.com. And you can buy the full suite, I believe for $30. Last I checked, it was $30. And you can buy this self-authoring program, which entails the past authoring, the present authoring, and the future authoring. And he's mentioned this from time to time over the past few years as he's become a public figure. But most podcasters that interview him don't talk about this program. Uh, It's his highest offering for our culture. And the basic structure of this is the past authoring is the opportunity to reflect on your past and write about your past and analyze your past. You divide your story into seven epochs or eras, and then you write about six to eight memories from each era and you reflect on them and think about how you might have done it differently, etc. And you get a lot of clarity and processing how it is that you got to the point you are today. Present authoring is a chance to reflect on your current habits, current strengths, current faults, and assess that and analyze, see how you could adjust that. And the future authoring is an opportunity to write about your desired future from three to five years from now in detail. And then what are the action steps, the concrete steps you're going to take in order to get there? And also writing about if you do not follow those action steps, if you let your habits slip, what is your future going to look like in the worst case scenario? If you're not conscientious and purposeful and intentional about your daily habits, what might your life look like if you just coast? And then you create this contrast and heightens your awareness. Heightens your awareness. So the past authoring, I wrote about 34,000 words when I completed this 2017 and I wrote every day for about three months and the way I did it is that I wrote about 25 minutes a day I created a routine see people don't do this program because subconsciously they're like oh that's a big undertaking I don't have time for that And so people don't do it. And then the life goes by and they're not living consciously and intentionally. But it's like, do the thing. Do it. Life's short. You're going to die. Are you going to write your own script in life or is life going to happen to you? And the self-authoring program is a chance to take 
1000% responsibility for your life. So as Jordan says, first of all, you don't need to do the self-authoring program perfectly. Do it badly, he says. Just doing it, even badly, is going to be a higher value than not doing it. Anything worth doing is worth doing badly. And then just eat one chunk of the elephant each day. Instead of watching Netflix or scrolling on Facebook for 25 minutes, then write for 25 minutes. And over time, you'll have a body of work. You'll complete the self-authoring. You'll complete the past authoring. I'm noticing this part of me speaking right now is a little edgy and direct and brash, you might say. But I'm really wanting a world where people are highly conscious and intentional and living the most incredible, wonderful life they can to come alive, to live with purpose, to not live a mundane life where day by day things pass by, but really working to maximize each minute, each hour, each day, each week. I greatly desire this world of the conscientiousness, intentionality, purpose, aliveness. So what I did was I just created a daily routine. I wasn't perfect at it. I didn't never miss a day. Sometimes I missed a day. Sometimes I only wrote for five minutes, but five minutes is better than zero minutes. And it creates momentum. So it was like I took a walk at 4.30, then I would write for 25 minutes at 5 p.m. Like That was just a daily routine. Can you create a stack of habits where you integrate this into your life? And you don't even need to take 34,000 words. That was I mean, I did this very thoroughly. Again, do it badly. And so the benefits of this, again, for me, just immense clarity of the past authoring program to really write about different experiences that perhaps were unprocessed, undigested, floating around in my subconscious and my psyche, creating this sort of fogginess in my day-to-day mind. After completing that past authoring, and ever since then, it's just been in an enhanced clarity. I can just be present and I know how it is that I got to where I am in this moment. The present authoring is pretty standard. Just an analysis of your current habits. I'll I'll skip ahead to the future authoring, which I think is just as important as the past authoring. The future authoring is your chance to dream big and pause and get in this zone of truly envisioning and imagining what it is you desire. You know, my approach to this daily writing habit for this program was I would listen to the same playlist 
there's instrumental music that triggered me into a flow state because I had this consistency. I listened to the same playlist every time I wrote, which is an excellent tip for habit formation and getting your mind into a certain place. And then I would set a timer for 25 minutes and then I would start and I would get into this flow state and it's this time to really be in a deep thinking place of, okay, here I am. Here I am. I'm 28 years old. What do I want in the next five years? What do I want? And allowing yourself to get in touch with your desires and to dream. What is it? What it is? What is your highest goal? You set your your top up to eight goals, I think. Eight goals. And I had my professional ambitions. I had ambitions to work for Isaac Morehouse, which I'm who I'm now working for. I had ambition to start a classical music organization, which I started. I had ambition to have a romantic relationship and have my health at a certain level. All these goals, they're not all actualized yet. I did this again about three years ago. But when you stop and you say, what is it that I desire? Then you have a shot. (laughs) Then you have a shot because you're planting the seeds for actualization. And then you can get concrete about what are those next steps to get there. Again, this is only a blueprint. It doesn't need to be something you're married to. It's giving you heightened consciousness about your life and what you then experience. The ripple effects of completing these programs is incredibly heightened awareness about time. Like, what are you going to do with this minute of life? Because that's going to affect your future. (laughs) Every choice, every habit, every purchase, every conversation has a butterfly effect. What are the opportunity costs of your choices? Having this sense of understanding about your daily habits and how they ripple into the future is so valuable and it's enhanced when you when you partake in the future authoring. So, you know, 30 bucks. 30 bucks. I mean, you could spend the 30 bucks on, you know, a meal out or you could spend that 30 bucks on the self-authoring program and then do it. Because life's happening. It's not a dress rehearsal. Let's go, folks. Let's go. Go do what makes you come alive. Go follow your bliss. So, Jordan Peterson, critique and praise. Parenting, not fully on the rails with that philosophy, but fully on the rails with his personal growth program, self-authoring suite to really take 100% responsibility for your life and say you can change the world when you own your own life, when you clean your own bedroom, as he says. Sort your own life out and watch that butterfly into the future. (laughs) 